Welcome to St. Alphonsus Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast. This is Kim Cleveland. I'm the nurse practitioner at St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing Department. And today we have our own Candy Zapia. Hello. And Debbie Maisner, registered nurse and health coach. And all things mindfulness extraordinaire. Yes. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Debbie. Oh, thanks for having me. This is going to be a good topic. Yeah. So our topic today, this is the anti-resolution podcast. Um, today is December 20th, so we have about 11 days until New Year's. Yay. So I thought this was a really fitting time to talk about um, options for resolutions and why it may or may not be a good idea to set a resolution for yourself. Um, as we approach the new year, we are so bombarded with messaging about expectations for ourselves in the year ahead and how next year we're going to do it all differently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> January 1st, that switch clean is slate. flipping, clean slate. We're going to get down to business. Um, and of course, these resolutions and goals and hopes for our new year are super well intended. We want to be smarter with our money. We want to lose some weight. We want to eat more vegetables. We want to meditate, run a marathon, uh, get organized. Um, the most common resolutions, if you Google, you know, top resolutions 2023, it's about losing weight and getting organized. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> and there certainly are reasons for this. First of all, um, we should just mention, you know, the that New Year's resolutions are a huge financial business for the U.S. Absolutely. Um, the first quarter of the new year, resolutions are made and 47% of the revenue for the health and fitness industry is earned in the first quarter. It's wow. a high number, but at the same time, it totally makes sense because all you see is commercials and ads. Like I'm getting on my Instagram all these Les Mills um, discounts for if you sign <laughs> yeah. up now. All the gyms are like sign up, zero down. And, you know, they're really kind of like jumping on that opportunity to get people who are ready to make a change. Yeah, 100%. So today we're going to talk about um, goals, resolutions, and they're important to have, but there's definitely some pitfalls and some reasons that they're not always the best thing. So Debbie has a lot of insight to share in regard to this and her mindfulness training and a lot of her background. I think she has some great insight hearing her talk about these things. So Debbie, what do you think about goals and, and when are they a good idea or not a good idea or what are your thoughts? Uh well, I feel like I'm going to be Debbie Downer with this. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I think it's important to point out why we end up not accomplishing goals, right? Why they end up being counterproductive, and we don't we don't do our New Year's resolutions, right? I, in your research, did you find any stats about how many people had like completed their resolutions? I think the majority of diets have a 98% attrition rate by nine months was what I was reading. So that's, wow. yeah, it's pretty wow. high. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's something that happens when we set a goal um, and we're trying to achieve something in the future, right? So what we notice is there becomes a big discrepancy between where we are right now 
and where we want to be, where our goal is. So say we're 180 pounds now and our goal is 130 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. Or say our goal is to quit drinking um, and and have a sober year. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now we're drinking daily. So what happens is now in the present moment, we are not close to that goal. And so that creates too much awareness of this discrepancy Mm -hmm. between what's happening now and what we are striving for. Mm -hmm. So we become frustrated. We become um, just upset, angry, anxious, you name it, because we're not where we want to be. And so we end up pushing the effort button, right? Because it's, there's such a big difference between where we are now and where we are going. Um, And so one of the things that we find also when we are setting goals um, and we are uh, just trying to achieve more and more is we become less happy because what happens is we're not paying attention to the now. We're just always striving. We're just always getting to the next thing, right? When you think about like when you went to school, like, okay, once I graduate high school, then I'll be happy. Okay. Once I graduate college, then I'll be happy. Once Mm -hmm. I get married, once I have kids, once I lose 50 pounds, whatever it is, we're always striving to get to the next thing. And it's once we get there, we get have like short lived happiness, right? We mm-hmm. get there and we're not happy or else we're upset because we're not where we want to be. And right. so that's where we find uh, problems with goal setting. Yeah. Do you, can you guys relate? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm listening to you speak about my <laughs> entire adolescence when I hear about the getting to the next thing and, and doing things in a certain order and always having that next thing you're reaching for. And I, you know, I mm-hmm. think it's it's hard not to reach for the next thing when we do have an idea of where we want our life to go, right? And right. what we want it to look like in the next, you know, 6, 12, 18 months. And I think it's natural based on our conditioning and what people around us are doing and how we're advertised to, to try to set goals in order to get to that next level. Um, but I really liked what you said about not, you know, when you're doing the goal setting or when you are thinking about where you want to be, you're different now than you are hoping to be in the future. And so our discussion today is going to be about slipping that angle a little bit to an angle of self-love and acceptance and recognizing that we are enough just as we are right now. And if you currently at the end of this still feel like there are things that you want to do to embody a life that is congruent with what you're hoping for, then hopefully you'll do it from more of a place of self-compassion and self-love and awareness of all that you already are. Um, so Candy and I did do a podcast on finding purpose and there was a really popular exercise in there about, um, an exercise about how to find your purpose and how to find what was important to you. So we're going to kind of use a similar format for a brief little journey to (laughs) self-discovery of self-love and acceptance. And this is a really great journaling exercise. So, um, if you have time to grab a pen and paper, you can go through the exercise with us or you can just think through it, but it's kind of a fun one to go through. Um, and when setting the stage for this, there are four truths I can tell you, no matter who you are, where you are listening to this podcast that are 
completely true of you, independent of any goals, dreams, or outcomes you're hoping for. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) So these four truths are you are resilient, you are capable, you will make mistakes, and you have the power to thrive. Love that. How do you feel when you hear those words? Well, I feel a little energized. <laughs> I do. I feel energized. I think looking at it that way is such a, a positive way to look at it. And again, just knowing that you are um, enough and hearing those words. Those are things that I guess you need to write down and maybe put on your mirror or something yeah. every day in the morning, yeah. kind of like as Ever. a mantra. I- I'm writing them down. Can you say them again, Kim? I didn't yeah. even get them all. <laughs> I know. You are resilient. You are capable. You will make mistakes. And you have the power to thrive. Mm, yeah. So many people listen to this may be skeptical. Like, I would not blame anybody for thinking, <laughs> like, well, how do you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> but let's go through each one as this exercise unfolds and we can kind of talk about why these are true for you no matter what. Um, the first one being you are resilient. I can tell you right now you have made it through 100% of your hard days. And that alone is resilience. You pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you get on with your life. And that right. is resilience. You have made it through 2020. 2021 and 2022, which are three of the most trying years physically, socially, politically, and all sorts of realms of life. Very challenging for everybody. And we are here. Um, So what I want you to do is think of an example of something that you've made it through. And this could be anything. This could be, you know, making it through a long road trip with a couple of flat tires like one of our coworkers (laughs) or just a major setback in your life. You know, it could be small, could be big, but you have made it through and you have demonstrated an ability to rise above when some of the odds are stacked against you. What do you think, Deb? Oh, a hundred percent. I am as of January 1st, 2020 sober. And I mean, now it's been three years and I just think like that was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I know I am resilient and I can do hard things if I can do that. Yeah. And we're so proud of you, Debbie. I know. Round of applause. Round <laughs> <Not> of applause. <laughs> That's huge. Um, yeah. Resilience shows up in so many different ways day to day for all of us. And giving yourself credit for the things that you've overcome is so important for self-love and compassion. Um, the second point is you are capable. Now, this can go hand in hand with resilience. Anytime you're demonstrating resilience, you're also demonstrating capability Um, But also just to make it through life, you have to be able to do so many things, whether or not the odds are stacked against you. The amount of brain power it takes to make small decisions throughout the day, to show up to work, to be a member of your family, um, to do whatever it is you're doing every day, that takes some capability. Um, And then taking a little bit deeper, I want to encourage everybody just to think of something that you feel particularly good at or capable when you are doing. Now, if you can't think of something... It may be helpful, as we did in our Finding Purpose podcast, to ask people around you and recruit friends and family to say, like, what am I good at? What do I seem really capable of doing? What seems to be something that comes easy to me? Um, And our family members and friends are often so much better at recognizing our own strengths than we are because we never give ourselves quite enough credit. Um, But think about it. It could be anything. This could be, you know, you're really good at listening when someone needs you to. 
Um, you are really good at putting together IKEA furniture. You are really <laughs> Is good. Is anybody good at that? No. I don't know. <laughs> you are really good at anticipating the needs of people around you. You excel at um, laughing and finding a reason to laugh in different situations. You know, it could be something more concrete, like you're really good at completing certain tasks. You know, whatever it could be, just think of what you're capable of and give yourself a moment to relish in that and to be proud of yourself for what you're capable of. Debbie, what are you capable of? What do you feel really good at? I think I'm good at listening. Well, I would attest to that. Yeah. (laughs) You are a really good listener. How about you guys? How about you two? Well, I am, I'm good at communicating. I'm good at communicating. Um, I think I can be a good listener, but I can also um, be able to communicate and convey messages to people in a way that they can understand. I think you're both good at those things. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I know, right? Put me on the spot. (laughs) I'm really good at putting my nose down and grinding out a to-do list. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) I feel very capable with a to-do list in my hand. (laughs) She has beautiful penmanship and notebooks everywhere. (laughs) So true. Many notebooks, mostly because I lose them. But (laughs) Okay, so that's number two. Number three is know that you will make mistakes. This is 100% true. You will make mistakes. You are going to make a mistake today, tomorrow, and probably most days in 2023 because we are human and imperfect. So stepping back and recognizing this is such a great thing because it takes a lot of the shame and guilt around something that is naturally going to happen out of the equation. Right. This is not throwing your hands up and abandoning all accountability for your actions, but it is stepping back and recognizing this will happen. So knowing you're going to make mistakes and giving yourself grace for this, I think is really powerful because it also allows you to give people around you grace and understanding for the mistakes that they make. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where things didn't go according to plan or somebody, you know, at the airline ticket counter lost your reservation or, you know, myriad of things that happen in the public sphere when you're interacting with other individuals. But have you ever like said, it's okay, it happens. And then seeing the look on their face when they realize that you're not going to freak out on them. (laughs) That look of relief that comes over them or just surprise, you know, because we're all so conditioned, most of us, to think that mistakes are completely unacceptable. But allowing ourselves to make mistakes and those around us is a great act of grace and acceptance. And I think that, you know, recognizing this for ourselves is the first place to start. Absolutely. And this sets the stage for the final point, which is you have the capability to thrive. You have the power to thrive. You have all you need inside of yourself to be successful, however that looks for you. You have the power to dig deep, and you can provide a loving environment for yourself and your friends and family um, and show up the best you can each day to your job and relationships. And by being a champion for yourself and others and helping others realize their own resiliency and capability – Creating this environment of love will push us all forward so that we can all thrive together. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm not saying resolutions aren't good or useful. You know, I think coming at a resolution from a place of knowing you're capable and you have this ability and knowing that you're resilient 
and knowing that you are enough deep inside does allow you to make small steps to live in a way that's more congruent with what you're hoping for. Debbie, how would, what would a mindfulness practice surrounding this look like and in terms of marrying our idea of creating goals and resolutions along with knowing what we are deep inside? Well, I, I'm glad you brought this up because it made me think of a couple antidotes to goals, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that are related to mindfulness too, but not necessarily. Uh, but one is focusing on our values. So our values are kind of like our compass in life. So it could be family, it could be love, it could be health. And they are kind of used like guideposts to just make sure we're on the right track. And so when we are making choices, you know, say you are wanting to lose weight or quit smoking or whatever that looks like for you, if you have a value of, let's say love and health. Those are two of your top values. Well, when you make your choices daily, you can ask yourself, is this moving me towards love or away from love? Is this moving me towards health or away from health? So it can be a little more guiding, like I said, just to really narrow down what your values are versus specific goals. Yeah. Can you um, give some examples of some values that people may draw upon just so people can pick something maybe that resonates with them? Yeah. I mean, there's so many you can, like I said, family and love. I probably say that because those are some of my top values. Uh, For some people, it might be uh, peace. It could, you know, that could be an adjective, could be happiness. It could be worthiness. It could be um, integrity. Uh, you can actually do a lot of values based tests to find out what like your top three or five values are. So that can be really helpful for people who are like, hmm, what are my values? What does that mean yeah. to live by my values? I love that. Can you guys think of what your values are? Yeah. I mean, I think those two that you mentioned at first, like health and love are two of my biggest values along with, of course, family. Um, those are three things that, that I try to live my life by and, and use as guideposts for sure. Right. I lean towards the family, faith, and health. Those are probably my, my top three values that just yeah. guide everything that I do. Yeah. It, and so going back to mindfulness and how can we be more in the present moment and how can we be appreciative for what we have now instead of always striving for that next goal, that next milestone, whatever that looks like. Uh, what we do is we practice gratitude. That's where gratitude comes in. So that's where we are really acknowledging what we are thankful for right now, what you have right now. Like right now you have a working body right now Mm -hmm. you, you have a job right now. You are able to give a hug to your friend or coworker, like right now, what do you have? Mm -hmm. And so that is a component of mindfulness as well. Yeah. Super grounding. Yes. And then another fun thing I was going to suggest that I've been doing the last few years for the beginning of the years, I like to pick a word of the year. 
And Ooh, I love that yeah. your, your last, yeah, your last thing was um, you have the capability to thrive and thrive was my word of the year for 2020. Oh, no Ooh. way. And that was a hard one for that year. <laughs> it was a hard one. It was. And, and sometimes when we're thriving, we're thriving. Um, you know, one definition is to pro- progress toward or realize a goal despite or because of circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I just, I love that you did that. I did growth um, a couple years ago. I did explore for this year. So it's just, I like having that word of the year. Yeah, it does help you sort of center. It, it's sort of like a resolution in its own way or um, maybe a a goal loosely to try to live a life by a value, like a your word. Um, and I think that's really great because it does sort of allow for you to choose actions and choose mindsets every day that support something that you feel inside is important um, rather than aiming for some, you know, arbitrary, you know, weight loss goal or whatever it could right. be that requires um you to rise above your current desires and all that constantly. So I think that's a really great, a really great way to approach your year um, in terms of living by your values. So yeah, if say someone does have a goal or has something in mind that they're aiming toward for 2023, um, maybe it is a weight loss goal or an organization goal or something like that. Like how could they make that goal along with their value statement? What would that look like? Well, I mean, you you can marry the two, right? Because your values are kind of like the destination in a way or the direction. Remember, it's your compass, you're going north. And then your goals can be the roads, the pathway to get there. So if your value is health and you're wanting to lose weight, then you can set small goals. There's, I mean, we're not going to, we have to set goals. Yeah. <laughs> we're not just yes. going to sit back and not do anything. Like you still set goals, but you're tied meaning to them. So there is in goal setting, something called smart goal setting. And so that stands for the S in smart stands for specific. You want it to be measurable or sometimes people say the M is meaningful. So Ooh, is your like goal that. meaningful? Yeah. Um, is it actionable? Is it something that you can actually do? Is it realistic? That's the R in SMART. And T would be time-wise. So you can definitely set some specific goals. Um, just make sure that they're tied to a bigger meaning for you. Yeah, I think that's so true, too. And I think finding the reason that you're aiming for a goal is so important for the goal. You know, I think in health coaching and in healthcare in general, you know, we are seeing so many individuals and they come in and they say they, you know, they want to lose 20 pounds or that's the number one that I see a lot. Um, But there could be a myriad of other things. I want to quit smoking. I want to do whatever it is. But they're not really sure why they want to do that. They just say, you know, either, well, I just I think I should or you know, I want to look good in a bathing suit or mm-hmm. I, you know, my doctor keeps telling me I have to quit smoking or something. And when you're finding the reasons for your goals are external or are being told to you, it's much harder to adhere to the goal. And then maybe it's not necessarily meaningful for you. 
um, you know, and recognizing what you're okay with versus what you want to change because of something inside of you that's attributed to a value completely changes the goal. So, for example, that person who wants to lose the 20 pounds, if they're saying, you know, that they're not sure why, then it doesn't mean as much. But if they're tying it to health, then maybe setting a goal of eating a balanced plate three times a day because they know that those foods that they'll be eating with a balanced plate are going to be nutrient dense and feed their body in a meaningful way rather than, you know, eating foods that are less nutrient dense or something is more likely to um, actually get them to their goal or to their value of health than just the the weight loss goal, et cetera. So I think finding the the value and the reason for the goal and digging deep into why that goal matters for you is so important. And then also looping it back around and recognizing so much that you have inside of you to achieve that goal and to be okay just as you are is so important for the new year. So in conclusion, resolutions certainly have a place in terms of helping us set goals and helping us reach higher in the new year. But recognizing where our values lie and what we're hoping for and why is such an important way to approach things. And then remembering all that we have inside ourselves to propel us forward and to thrive both ourselves and within our communities and as a greater population is what we're all hoping for. So thank you so much for joining us today. We so appreciate you, Debbie and Candy, and we hope you have a wonderful end of 2022 and that 2023 shines brightly for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Alphonsus Wellcast, brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing and the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Always be sure to catch new episodes by subscribing to us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.